Did you call a Flavor Flav? The first night Jeff is back out from being line of duty, he comes back. I said, Jeff, you want to come work? Yeah. Right. And I'm working with Tommy Somerville, too. So the three of us, we're out there uh, in 4-4. So we see this guy. He's coming out of a diner. At the time, um, the neon outfits were very in style. Mm-hmm. Like, like you were going hunting, which not too far off, by the way. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. So it's rainy and like wind is blowing. So, hey, how you doing? I go to the drive. I mean, I'm looking at those guys looking at him on that side, watching him. The license flies away. I go, son of a bitch. Right? At the same time, Jeff is opening up the door. He's like grabbing players. <laughs> I go, what? The? He's got a gun. I said, oh, shit. You got the big clock hanging out. Right? <laughs> All right, man. So we're back. Part two. Um, for Police Off the Cuff this week with our guest, Joseph Belcastro. He's been uh, cracking us up the first half. The man with the Frankie Valley voice. <laughs> Yeah, the, I don't think the guinea chum. Be, I don't think he wants to be known as that, you know? <laughs> Johnny Fontaine with his olive oil skin and his guinea chum. Yep. <laughs> I hope there's no horse head hanging around here. <laughs> I was going to make that girl a big star. I gave her acting lessons, dancing lessons. <laughs> For some of you people that said, watch the he embarrassed me. And I'm not, a, I'm, not in a, I'm not a man who's in the position to be embarrassed, right. right? Is that That's what he right. said? That's right. I can't. Be afford to be made to look ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> so you go back and you tell him, <laughs> I ain't no band leader. <laughs> and if he wants, to, well, oh yeah, that's right. He was the one that had his horse's head cut off. Yeah, Khartoum, Khartoum. Herman Waltz was his name. Right, right. Yeah, bed. man, that was great. That's it's holy shit. So here we are, Austin, New York, the palatial states of. Uh, my partner in law enforcement, Bill Cannon, for part two. I'd just like to say that this premise is uh, protected by Smith & Wesson, Glock, uh, uh-huh. Remington. What's a 50 cal gun company? Okay. When Tommy Kennedy's here, we got a 50 oh, cal, yeah. right? Browning? Browning? I don't know. Browning? Browning, yeah. <laughs> you guys know way more about guns than I do, man. I use verbal judo to adjudicate yes, situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was good at this. I could, I could shoot the shit with no, the best I, of them. I, me too. Yeah. I talked to There's no need for violence here. No, okay. no. Yeah. Every once in a while, though, you got to grab somebody by the Absolutely. throat. <laughs> Fuck up. Behave yourself. <laughs> these young, the li- shit these out of young you. liberal comics. What did I tell you? I'm asking the fucking questions, okay? <laughs> One time we went to this guy's house on a warrant. His family was so happy to see us. He was an Indian guy. He was an alcoholic. He's drunk upstairs in bed, right? So I go up there with my two partners and... Um, it was actually one of their warrants, so I was quiet for this one. That's what we used to do. If it's not your warrant, shut the fuck up. Stay in the background. Just be there if we need you, right? So they're doing all the talking. This guy's not budging. They're like, hey, buddy, you got to get up, get dressed. We got to bring you back to court. Fuck you. So after like three fuck yous, man, I just had enough. I yanked him down by his legs. Um, so he's at the foot of the bed. And I put my hand around his throat and I pushed him up against the wall. I said, are you going to get dressed or I'm going to slap the shit out of you? <laughs> and he goes, okay. And then he got dressed. I thought you were going to tell him some of your best jokes, man. No, man. I just had enough. I was like, hey, listen, we could do this all day. So now we're in the van, and they start asking this guy pedigree information, and he's not answering them. He goes, I only talk to Mike. He told my name is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, from, I guess, wherever he was from, India respect. or Pakistan, they don't, yeah, they don't play. With the police, you know, the police right, got to, right, right. they only answer up when, they, when, when, they they, when they're made to. Yeah, yeah when they get slapped. Yeah, <laughs> you got to tighten them up a little bit. Yeah. Positive reinforcement, right? Yes, that's, that's, right. that's one of our police jargons there. That's right. That, well, yes. But before we get to the police jargon, I want to uh, touch a little bit about, uh, about um Final days, uh, well, let's cover the street crime thing a little bit more. Uh, r- running around the city, doing the street crime thing, locking people up. How long did you do that for? Uh, I was in street crime from 1992 to 1997. That's uh, 25 years. 1992. Five years. Yeah. 1997. <laughs> I, suck. I suck at math. <laughs> he just threw me like two different numbers. <laughs> Positive <laughs> <a> reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> so you did it for five years, and then yes. what happened? And then I, they forced me to go to narcotics, and I hated it. What I, do you mean they forced you? Because they weren't Some given, they weren't they weren't given yeah. the shield there. Wasn't Matt, that a promise? Matt Arazzo, who was the CEO after Savage, was trying to get the shield back for us because the original street crime unit officers got the shield. After 18 yeah. months. Yeah, whatever it was back then. And then the they 70s, stopped it? They stopped it. No were more. You guys were aware of that, or it just happened? It just no, no. It died it, out it, gradually. It had stopped. For a while, but you were aware of that, that yeah. we're not going to get the shield. Yeah, now. until he attempted to try to get it back for us. And uh, well, why do they stop it? I don't know. I guess there's a lot. There's of a people, lot of people. Who, it beat it didn't like. That's right. 
they exactly that you so they wanted to dis- even though you have dissolve the best it but they wanted right. to they get didn't people wanted to, to be an investigative path to detective they right. didn't want it to right. be so mm-hmm. so all the accolades and the best calls and and by the way and I'm not well I guess I am uh, building these guys up the most gun confiscations in the history of the police department you remember this Billy walk yep. you probably remember it this idiot steals a truck at freaking Kennedy Airport full of 800 guns. Yeah, I okay? about that, right? yeah. And he's driving around a yellow fucking truck. Yellow. Bright yellow. In 8-3, I think it was. And we're dying to fucking get this truck. <laughs> 800 guns. Okay? Doesn't get any better than that. Like one gun is fine with me. Right. And then the other squad gets it. Oh, my God. Was it that Vic Holyfield's team? Yeah. yeah. And they're all standing out like this. Right at the scene. They're taking pictures. Okay, somebody went to get, go get a camera. They're each holding a gun. That in had a box. to be the biggest hole in New York City Police Department the history, right? The biggest. We were just talking That's about that. That's a pain in the ass because now you got to put the bullet, all the rounds in a circle and then you got to put the gun on top and take the picture. That's a lot of Polaroids <laughs> for 800 <laughs> they, guns. They have to voucher. You're going to have to give them the whole they wall. They just took a picture of the truck. They're That's just going to have to get yeah. the whole wall. Voucher the picture. But that that was good. I mean, okay. They How do you got top lucky. that, though? You can't. They won. You can't. Except That's why this you break into the, the armory of the U.S. Once, the once, you made, once those guys made that collar, that you just should. That's it. You're done. Dissolve street crime. You don't need them anymore. We did it. <laughs> Eight hundred guns. Eight hundred guns. You can't top that. No. No. The guy who made that collar. What, like, what, what was your day? Imagine, with? imagine you're that cop. <laughs> he just got. It's a numerous amount. Counts. The counts. Uh, multi-gun, multi-gun, <laughs> imagine if you're that cop. <laughs> Imagine but you know if what? you're that cop and you're somewhere and then the, the rookie comes in and somebody goes, oh, I just made a gun collar. Really? <laughs> yeah, guess what? I made 800 gun collars last night. That's right. Last night, one tour, 800. Well, how about when Tommy <laughs> Kennedy told us he went to the 115 he made 37 gun collars in four months in a quiet precinct. Oh, yeah, yeah. In a quiet <laughs> precinct. 114 is not that quiet. You go down the oh, road. Of Ver- oh, okay. I was going to talk Vernon Boulevard yeah. down at 14th Street Projects over there. Yeah. When, oh, man. You we got Queensbridge. You got Ravenswood. Right. We stopped everybody... See, we were lucky. That's where I grew up. Oh, yeah? I mean, in the story, not by the projects, but... When, when we got that program where we could stop the, the Liberty Cab drives, yeah. 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 We put that sticker on them, and oh, my God, that's, thank you. Thank you very much. Right. Until right. they found out. Hey, let me <laughs> yeah, ask I said, you I ain't getting in this cab. <laughs> when, uh, when, uh, when you put the stickers on that car, do those, those go, drivers go through training on how to be stopped? Like, are they aware that you're going to yank them out the car, throw them on the no, hood? No, I don't think pat so. Pat them down. I, I don't know. Pull they, their hair. I, I wasn't there. <laughs> grab the rest. Yeah, but you know. I get back to the uh, the mouth. Is it the best weapon thing again? Okay. Excuse me, sir. No, I don't think they had any type of training. All they were aware of, okay, I might be stopped. And they knew. Uh, they were uh-huh. sharp guys, you know. But a lot of them were getting killed, man. Yeah, taxi you know? robberies were yeah. epidemic. Homicides, and so were homicides, right. So they had money. Drugs. They had yeah. cash. Yeah. Plus, they were going to take you to the drug spot. Right. I'm going to get my money to get my drugs from this guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, get held up, or the guys running, and I'm not making any money, and right. you know they jump the cab, and but that was a good thing. But it's before a bank that, that's driving around. That's right, a little bank, a little so, ATM. So well, let me ask you something, Joe. Out of this book you wrote, uh-huh. when did I start looking like a cop? What do you think your best story in, in there is? And they're great because they're like two page or three page vignettes, little short stories. Right? Yeah, that's my favorite part of it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's, it's you easy, almost feel like it's over. It's easy yeah, reading. I, right? I don't want. I didn't want to drag it on. You know, I just want to get to the point. Okay, this is what happened. Well, what's your favorite this. story? But one of them. <laughs> I'll tell my one of my favorite stories because I have a lot of them. I'm sorry. I, um, I just like my stories, you know, because it's different. It's diverse. I want it to reach everybody, women, and get wow, that's a human interest. Oh, I understand that. Uh, wow, I could I remember that. But one time we're going to the four seven, and uh, I get to the base, and like my partner Wayne, he's like, "Court, oh man," because we all work together. You know, I couldn't wait to get to work. I know it's crazy as that, as that sounds, but. Uh, so now this captain, who looks like Mel Brooks, I'm not going to mention his name. I'll tell you later, okay? But he looks like Mel Brooks. And his his, his last name, first letter starts with a G, and there's like a blimp that goes around up in the sky that has his name on it. Okay, you got that? Starts with a G. Again, with the first you give me math, now you give me a riddle. No, no, it's very simple. Starts with a G. You remember when we were kids with yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, I already right. it. I got all it. All right, got it. So he wants to go out with us. And this kid, this other kid, who's big kid, nice guy, he wants him to drive. I go, I do the driving. I'm the driver here, okay? You you know, just know, you, I want him to drive. I go, oh, my God. And he's telling these stupid-ass jokes. He thinks he's so funny, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, now I'm sitting in the back. I never sit in the back. How did this happen? 
because my partner was uh, he had caught that day. He's now the I gotta odd go. Guy out, oh, so, you were yeah. by yourself. Yeah. So and now I gotta this work. Captain this captain was the captain of the four seven, or he was, he was your captain? No, no, he's our captain. He's an okay. XO. XO, yeah. yeah. So I go, oh no, I'm steaming, man. I'm sitting in the back. Why does he want to go out? Just because to put he, in the book? he thinks this is and like, yeah, out? yeah. I'm out. I'm in the. I'm in the shit now. Yeah, you're in the shit. All right. So we're going out, and John, the guy, he don't know where the fuck he's going. The white plane's rolling. You know, that's yeah, a dangerous yeah, yeah, fucking sure, area. I don't care sure. what time it is. It's dangerous. Shots fired right across the street from those projects over there from the 4-7. Anyway, I see this car, and there's a couple of guys, and then I go, hey, I go, stop these fucking guys right here. They go, what, what, because he's driving a little erratic. Right. I, I look for something. Well, yeah, maybe something's up. Just curious. You have to be curious all it the time. brought you right in, right? Right. So we got, <laughs> so like a narrow street, and and he put the light in, he puts the light in a window, and we stop the car, and Captain, you're getting out. Like I go, hey, get back in the fucking car. They're taking off, right? <laughs> they go, they get back in the car. I'm like, oh my God, they take off. This kid is driving. He don't know where. Uh, BFI Street Crime, four seven units. We just stopped the vehicle occupied by three males. Unknown if uh, any weapons, uh, southbound on White Plains, uh, none license plate, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So this kid is driving. You ever go to the freaking arcade and you're in that car when you're a little kid? It just keeps going around and around. <laughs> I'm going to kill this motherfucker, okay? Anyway, all of a sudden you hear the famous, What's up, John? What's up, Chili? At the big episode. So he spot the car, right? Hey, stop up. They're bailing. I said, oh, shit. Right, so we get over there and I got one guy in custody. And I don't really know what we had, but... Um, he's going to get charged with reckless driving because he was a driver. That's okay with me because I noticed something else there because you're not leaving, taking off for no reason at all, okay? So anyway, they found a gun in the yard the next day where he had been, but we didn't put the gun on him. I locked him up for reckless driving. Little did I know, this guy was a, he had killed eight people and I have the clips in the book, okay? And it was witness tampering. He was afraid, uh, he was going to, he was telling people he was going to kill him. Nobody wanted to testify against this guy. But somehow, I forget how it all happened, but now I locked him up for reckless driving and shit, right? I forget all about it, you know. And then uh, the ADA calls me. Oh, I see, the, I see the article in the paper. Killing machine gets 50 years. Oh. I'm like, what? He got 50 years federal time because of those homicides. And he killed some more people also. So my point is, I go where to the captain. Was, where did he do the murders? In, in the 4-7, the confines oh, of the 4-7. Wow. I told the captain, you are never coming out with me again. I don't give a fuck what these balls mean or any <laughs> shit like that. And you get the fuck away from me, okay? Go to the carnival and get in that car and drive around, okay? That's, that's what you get at. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to do that because you never, and that's what I entitled that story. I have titles for every story. You never know who you're dealing with, no. okay? Simple, stupid stop. Oh, yeah, what's the big fucking Was deal? Was he an islander, this guy? No. No, he was, he's like, he's cool as a cucumber, too. Hey, officer, can I get a drink of water? <laughs> I didn't know anything, you know. But it was something. They found the gun. So I'm saying, well, he must have threw the gun down on one of those guys. But we couldn't put him on it. But the arrest was made, and he must have been looking for him. But now they got him, and did, he had 50 plead, years. Did he plead guilty? I don't know. All I know is I remember seeing in the paper, killing machine gets 50 years. I go, <laughs> Wow. So did you get an EPD for no, I didn't get driving? No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Well, he, the captain never came near me again. I don't want to listen to his stupid jokes and his look at his stupid tie. Yeah. Go someplace else, okay? This isn't fucking romper. I'm not trying to, you know, oh, big street cranking. Stay the fuck away from right, me because right. you're going to get us killed. used to have to warrants too. Every once in a while, your boss want to come out. <clears throat> so that's come when you grabbed all the warrants that were in the walk-ups, six-story walk-ups, and you found the one that was on the sixth floor. You do three of those in a row. He wants to go back to the base. All right, guys, I had enough. Yeah. <laughs> you do three Warren hits that are on the sixth floor in a six-story walk-up. Sergeant's like, all right, I'm, I'm good. Bring me back to the base. <clears throat> That's how you fix that problem. Shit can happen, right? <laughs> That's right. It's a big pain in the ass to, yeah, to, to, to just have somebody else where you don't know how they work. And then not only that, but now he's bringing, now there's a boss. Right. So you don't know how he works. If he's, you got to know Everything how is running smoothly. Now you're going to fucking, oh shit. You it's like a, a little machine. You all it's know how broken. each other work. Right. You, you right. know, you could tell what's up by island, you know, just looking at the person that, you know, there's, there's words that use in common. We talked about that last yeah, week. The absolutely. phrases, mm -hmm. hot lunch and, uh, what was it? Hot lunch and what was the other one? I have a different word actually Barna. that Barna. nobody's ever heard. Well, you you have heard it. What's but, that? Well, 
these guys use a hot lunch and uh, I, burner I never used. I, it's a gun. I, you know, it's a gun. But I, I, I was watching the Untouchables one day, right? And when Sean uh, Connery's on the bridge with Kevin Costner, he doesn't know who he is, and Kevin Costner's standing there, and he goes, I guess, he bangs his, his chest pocket, Kevin Costner's chest pocket. goes, why are you Mahaska? He goes, I, go, I like that word. <laughs> so that's what I start to use. Mahaska. Yeah, these idiots. In the, first of all, when we have people, oh, I know I'm rambling. When, when we get people out, I didn't do the old hands-on feedback thing. After we got them one at a time, systematically, I'd stay back here to cover partner search or the other way around. Always a triangle with them in the middle. I'd take them out, search them, face me, you know, like elbow to elbow like that, close together. Now they're looking at us. I got them covered. He's searching. Nice. All the time. Do this all the time. This way we know how each other are thinking. And, uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> when I was working with Jeff, Jeff would just like look out the car. He goes, Mahaska. And these guys are like this. Mm-hmm. Because about, if you yell fucking gun or something, they're always wondering, oh, these motherfuckers. You know Jeff Salter? Jeff Salter? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, he's my partner. Oh, really? He's my partner, yeah. No, I know Jeff I used Salter. to work with him in Warrens. Great guy, man. Great guy. He wanted to bail out of there. He didn't yeah. like Warrens. There was yeah. enough no, action for him. He wound there. up in Manhattan. South I just saw him the other night. Yeah. Yeah, he was a great guy. He's works, he works at the DA's office now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so you know what is those code I think we went out guns, a couple of times. They're really important on. <laughs> no, they're really important on. We may have stops. gone out to dinner a couple of times. <laughs> I, I know you did. But. <laughs> no, look, the code word for a gun is really important on a car stop because when you got people outside the car, and then one of the cops's head is buried in the car, and he comes up with a gun. If he's like gun, right. they're gonna and be it, off yeah, to the right, races. Right, exactly. So exactly. You, you know, you say nice hot and lunch, calm. You yeah, know? but they, they 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 were onto that hot lunch thing because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get stopped. We would do a hundred. I'm not exaggerating. A hundred car stops, just me and my partner. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. A lot till I mean from nine thirty to, and we're looking for that gun, looking right, for the right. guns. But you know what? After a while, day in and day out, every night, you know what to look for. You know what to look for the dip, or you hit the horn. We didn't have any sirens. We put the light in. And if the guy's going like this, you know, he's going like this with right. the shoulder. He's putting something in the seat. Which brings me to another case with uh, a gun that we recovered um, near Yankee Stadium. Um, we see this little, it was me and Jeff, actually. I see this car, a little Toyota, uh, Honda, whatever. This guy's just his head is above the window. You go to see his head. I said, what was a stolen car? Kids might be driving. Pulled them over, right? In the Yankee Stadium, right on the side. And uh, they got, we, we go up to them. They got, all of them have blood on them. I said, what the, everybody out. Yeah, two guys get out, cuff them up, down on the ground. The third guy doesn't want to get out of the back. So I'm like, what the fuck is up? Come on, please get out. Come on, get out. No. So now I stopped to step back because I'm thinking he might have a gun. So... Uh, I said, Jeff, watch these motherfuckers right here. But we already tossed them, so they don't have any weapons. He keeps going back and forth, back and forth. I go, oh, motherfucker. I said, I'm going to blow I'm gonna blow your head off, okay? Get the fuck out of that car. So finally he gets out. And he was he was sitting on a gun. He was trying to get it. Yeah. And it's stuck in the back seat, you know? So you talk about, you know, stop and cause. the blood from? We did, you know what? We did all these inquiries all over the place. We couldn't find out. I thought I thought you were, the story was going to end. He was shot. That's why he didn't want to. No, get out. they just had some. It was dry. It was dry blood. Mm-hmm. So, but they did something, and we never found out. But we got the gun. That happens. Yeah, but then we go to court. Sometimes you get blood on you. A suppression hearing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there with three three defense attorneys and three perps. They want to suppress the search. So it's just me, and they're questioning me. They come to the question, um, officer, where did you recover that gun? I said, well, it was in the back seat, only the seats, most of these seats, you could take them out, a lot of them. And, you're, and then there was a female judge, she says, uh, what do you mean the seat moves? So you're on it. I said, don't you, you honor me. You draw me a diagram. <laughs> I'm like this. I go, uh-oh, we lost this one. Okay, that's it. So I tried to draw a diagram. and you know, ah, What is this? What is this? They threw it out. They threw, the they threw it out. Oh, they threw it out. That's yeah, they crazy. You know, it's funny about uh, where you work. Like, uh, when I got to Warrens, I loved it. And Jeff was a great guy to work with, great guy to uh, everything, just a great person. But uh, you could always tell that, you know, he wasn't 100% happy there. And then one day he came up and he said, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to get out of here. I'm trying to get over to a squad, I think, that was originally. We, we all looked at him and we're like, what? Where the f- 
why would you leave here? It's great, yeah. but it wasn't well, his style of work. If you want a stepping stone, it wasn't his style of work. Goal, you know, which he wound up in Manhattan South Homicide. You're he not liked, get there he liked doing yeah. what you guys were doing. Yeah. He liked doing the squad work. He probably loved doing, uh, loves investigating homicides. But the warrant thing wasn't him. And for a lot of people, um, that was the best place you could work because right. it, you know you're just kicking down doors and grabbing bodies. There's not much paperwork involved. There's not much. You're just dropping them off in court. Right. So all that stuff that I hated about actually, you know, the paperwork and hanging out with this freaking person the whole day, that was all out the window. Mm. Yeah. But the fun part of police work, but that's the way I felt about it. And right. people, you know, they enjoy different aspects of the job. And that's why the job, uh, at least with us, with 30,000 cops in all these different places to work, um, there's a little something for everybody. Yeah, you found your niche and uh, just like I was in street crime and, and uh, homicide boss and, and you and, and warrants and... Uh, I loved it. And you're happy. You know, and, you get, always, and, you, and you don't mind working. The guys are good, you know? And, right. Uh, I mean, I always thought that um, anti-crime, street crime was the best training to, to go to the next step. Like if you want to be an investigator. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you do a lot of investigative work after the fact when you make your arrest in street crime, anti-crime. And it, it prepares you for to be an investigator. And then you do your time either in a squad or whatever, an investigative unit. And... You already know the whole process, how to testify in court. Right. You know, oh, yeah, there's a, yeah, exactly. But I just want to bring up this uh, one, other, one other story, talk about investigations, what it led to. Again, being, um, you know, street level proactive, again, in the 4-7. Um, this guy goes through a stop sign. No problem. But mm, I don't like it. I, don't, I want to know why you went through that stop sign. What are you doing? Your lights aren't on. It's like white plains, road. When you say I don't like it, uh, that's like, a great I, that's a great way to put it. For the civilian that's out there, when you say I don't like it, what's going through? You, you I, just, I don't like this. It doesn't feel right. This, he did it for a reason. Why is he going through? I mean, he doesn't have his lights on. It's nighttime. What is the reason? When you give me a good reason, okay, then I'll accept. But right your, now, your spidey senses are up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, why are you doing this? And that's what goes with every call, unless it's like so blatant where you see a gun, at, you know, somebody. Intuition fire. now. Right. You developed an intuition. So until my checklist is filled out and I'm happy, which is a short list, but until that time, hmm, this is outstanding here. Okay, I'm gonna check this out. So we pull him over and uh, um, I'm on a, I'm on a driver's side. Jeff's on the uh, passenger side. So he goes, uh, I go, what's going on, man? You went through the stop sign, the lights on. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it. You got your paperwork, you got your license. He goes, oh uh, yeah. At the time, you remember the um, the trunk locks in the glove compartment, remember? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So Numb Nuts goes in there, but he hits the button by accident, right? So I look back, and the trunk is open. So I go, just keep an eye on this fucking guy. I walk back, and there's a gun right there in the trunk. So I go, <laughs> oh, my God. I got to guess. Mahaska. <laughs> he goes, bang, out. Okay, no problem whatsoever. Hooked him. He goes, oh, fuck the guy. I forgot that fucking thing was in there. I go, all right, no problem. So that subconsciously he was so scared that he yeah. pressed that button. Yep. Something Crazy, in his body, man. his he gave himself up. That's right. But that's not the end of the story. So, and uh, I forget we're four seven. Yeah, we're going. You know, doing the paperwork, and he says, "Can I talk to you this night?" Oh, what are you going to tell us now? Okay. And he was talking to Jeff actually, and said, "Jeff, man, uh, J Joe, he says you might have something." Else. Listen, he starts talking about. It. I know this place got sixteen guns in it. So where is it? And it's in some place in the four eight. And I go, "Yeah, okay." And we started, you saw them, have you? I know the guy, I've been in there. He's got long guns. All right, it's getting a little better. So I bring him down to the ADA, and she starts talking to him, feel his information is credible. That night we swear him in, okay, as a confidential form. The next night we hit the place, 16 guns. Wow. Wow. Right? Great story. And I go, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Believe me, I go, okay. All so my point, that's side. right. That's right. Like, you stop somebody, not just let him go, oh, he's a fucking idiot, I don't want to give him a something, I don't want to stop. No, I'm going to find out why you fucking did this. And then we go from there. If it's nothing, see you later, buddy, be careful. I don't know, let's wait and see. But you conducted an investigation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It worked out, right? It's not the big investigation, but it led to something. What does 16 guns get you? Like, what happened to that guy's case? I don't even know. I don't even know. But he was facing some jail time, because I think he was on parole or something like that, but... Uh, I don't even remember. It's a good get. He should. He should cut him up. Cut give him a, a, give him a Smollett. Well, he, oh, you mean what give does he get? It's either court, court give him a Jussie Smollett. Yeah, right. It's either court consideration. It's not going to be monetary. 
He was looking for court criticism. Yeah, sure. But he's he's not going to be like a public servant. Those are the three problems. No, no, I'm talking right about right, get right. a smullet, man. Oh. Get, get, get a good deal out of that. But, uh, hey, before we go further, man, I just uh, I cracked open a book. I didn't get to this part, but I'm fascinated by looking at Flavor Flav's picture here. Yeah. You guys know what a big rap fan I am. <laughs> what happened with this? When, did you call a Flavor Flav? The first night Jeff is back out from being line of duty, he comes. I said, Jeff, you want to come work? Yeah, right. And uh-huh. I'm working with Tommy Somerville, too. So the three of us, we're out there uh, in the 4-4. So we see this guy. He's coming out of a diner. At the time... Um, the neon outfits were very in style, mm-hmm. like, like you were going hunting, which is not too far off, by the way. Yeah, right. uh-huh. So it's all neon. And we just saw the guy. So then we see him get into a cab like a little while later on in the night. And uh, I think it was one of those cabs with the sticker on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we pull him over. It's right in front of a Supreme Court. Supreme Court in the Bronx? What is that? Yeah. Crim- whatever. Yeah. Supreme Court. Yeah. So it's rainy and like wind is blowing. So, hey, how you doing? I go to the drive. I mean, time looking, those guys are looking at him on that side, watching him. The license flies away. I go, son of a bitch. Right? At the same time, Jeff is opening up the door. He's like grabbing Flavor Flavor, <laughs> bouncing him. I go, what the? He's, he's got a gun. I said, oh shit, got the big clock hanging out. Right? <laughs> he was by himself? Yeah, he was by himself and he had a gun. And, uh, Tommy moved in. We grabbed him, no problem. And his going, arms were clenched? He, he wouldn't open up his arms? No, he, they, no, he pulled him out. He must. I forget if he uh, he put the gun down or how he got it, but uh, he just pulled Jeff naturally. Jeff's strong, strong guy, and he, he just holding him like that. And uh, was he going squirrel hunting, flavor Flav? I didn't really ask him if uh, <laughs> it was deer season, he whatever. Had that but outfit right, on, right, yeah. And uh, but he did. I remember he was asking us about uh, in the car on the way to the four four. He's like, uh, he had three uh, jumbo vials on him, crack. And he goes, oh man, can you can you like you know. Get rid of that shit. He didn't care about the, the right, gun. He didn't care about the gun. Right, the exactly. Drug. He, he wanted to be embarrassed. The old man, could you get rid of it? I go like this. I'm looking in the mirror. Jeff's going like this. I'm gone. Fucking get rid of fucking shit. Yeah. So later on, he could say, yo, the cops threw my shit out. Yeah. You know? yeah no, right, no, right. no, 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 no. Me, this is the way I was. You ain't going to fucking... You might get me on something stupid, but I'm this way with the arrow pointing yeah, this and way. That's the right way to okay? be. Yep. And uh, he was okay. Devil, His name right? is William Drayton. He, he's really a nice guy, actually. He weighs about a buck thirty-five. Is he still alive? I don't even know if he's alive. He's a tiny little guy, and he's yeah. been around forever. I saw. There's a video of him getting smacked uh, in the casino. Oh yeah. Yeah, he got into a problem with somebody there, and you know you can see how light he is because the guy punches yeah, him and he yeah, just goes flush. Tiny guy. But yeah. he was very respectful. He was, he was a gentleman. You know, so once you're in, what are you going to do? Is that, you know, bash nigga? If he, no, well, he's, listen, he's, you know. Shit happens. Uh, if he's either going to have security whatever. that has uh, guns on him, or if you're going to travel by yourself that day, you're going to have to take one with you. You're Flavor Flav. You can't go into the projects to buy crack. Everybody knows how much money you have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get, so of course you're going to take your, your gun with you. Right. Yep. But so, uh, that was that's an interesting one though because yeah. every, every once in a while you hear the, uh, a good story from a from a cop that locked up somebody famous. Yeah, <laughs> there's I mean there's a whole bunch of uh, stories in here. There's human interest stories. I tried to you know uh, appeal to everybody, not just. But Did you just, get a lot of feedback on your book from other cops and that they? Read yeah, it and, yeah, but it, it, you know what? I did it myself. I sub. I self-published it, and uh-huh. I really didn't get a lot of exposure, and I got kind of ripped off, you know, and uh, they told me it was going to be all over the country right, and, right. and different uh, continents, and it really, it didn't really well, go before anywhere. Before we get to that, that that part of it, yeah, we'll end on the book stuff, but uh, since I worked in warrants, and you worked in homicide, and you worked in street crime, there's a lot of, wor- there's, uh, a lot of words that you use in warrants, that you use in, in homicide, that you use... And they're like solely police terms. Uh-huh. And then there's a couple that everybody uses that you learn immediately. Uh-huh. I, I'd love patrol. to see the timeline that you learned. Um, the easiest one to, to, to probably get, like right off the bat, uh, when, wherever you work, you always get the, the first one. It's a ground balls. Yep. It's a ground ball, kid. No matter what it is. Yeah, that's true. It could be the biggest bag of <laughs> shit ever. Don't worry about it, kid. It's a ground ball. You know what I'm saying? Like you, just, you just got a gun. The, the person's uh, is, is stabbed, though. That's right. You know what I'm saying? They've got drugs, but there's a name on the bottle that goes back to somebody else. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah. Those are the ones. Are, it's, it's a, don't worry about it, kid. It's a ground ball. It's cop lingo. Some of the best. What are you? Anybody got a favorite here? We're looking at you a know, list right I, I now of uh, that, cop I, terms. You know, Mark and I and uh, Detective Pat 
we put this on Facebook and we asked for people to submit some of their best police jargon. And this one I actually put in because it used to piss me off. There was a program in the 90s called All Out. And it was a ridiculous program where everyone in the still precinct, have it. the staff, the house mice, the, uh, had to go out on the street. And they even actually put anti-crime in uniform on that day. But all the house mice, the inside empty suits, would go out and 15 minutes later, they would get a 10-2 to come back to the station house because the chief needed his undercarriage swabbed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that so pissed me off. And I always remembered that all out. Yeah, does that mean the inside people, you know? Oh, they okay. still do that, though. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. They still have all outs. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I got a lot of these things from other cops too that I hadn't heard, like like transit and housing, and they call transit has their own language. <laughs> transit is called you know uh, uh, the basement police, and and housing is called hotel security. Hotel security. <laughs> I used to, when, oh when, my when god! Transit would say, "Sorry, a guy, guys." A guy got away. They would say he fled to parts unknown. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wait, I like where that. are you going to go? You're in a fucking who, tunnel. Who wrote that? Transit. That was how they, when uh, the yeah, perp got over, they say he fled to parts unknown. Like, I, I think another one everybody knows right off the bat is hair bag. I love hair you know, bag. There's a lot of, You got to talk about that because there's a lot of people, There's no one knows the exact derivation of that, you know? So I'll tell you what people told me. They said all-time cops would have their duty jacket and they'd never buy new uniforms. So it looked like hair was growing out of their uniforms. So they called <laughs> yeah. them hair bags. That was its coats that we were talking right. about earlier. Yeah. Those woolen. Um, I mean, is that true? My, my interpretation was this, the tie on the side, the shirt open all the time, the jacket, the cigarettes. A know-it-all. Uh, right. Uh, but a know-it-all came from a veteran guy who was, uh, wouldn't spend any money on his, uh, his uniform. Actually, you talk about veteran guys. I don't want to get off this, but I this one quick story, real quick, was my first arrest mm -hmm. again, a six seven. Actually, uh, second, and um, we hear a job over the radio, uh, attempting to break in of a car, whatever. Give a description. So we go to the street and we see this guy. He's like taking a lug nuts or putting them on the vehicle and on, uh, on the tire. So we go, hey, man, what's going on? He throws the tire iron at us, right? Like, oh, shit. And he takes off. So I'm like, no. And I can run, man. I can run like a dad. John can run faster than me. So we're running with pursuit, right? So he jumps off and, bah! and we're yelling. You know how you're yelling at the guy when you got him? Yeah, you think you can run faster than me? Uh -huh. <laughs> so he cuff him up. And I call for an 85, but like a jerk. I don't say no emergency. I go, 85. Woo, woo, woo. They start coming. And then they come. And, and this kind of relates to hairback. What are you calling 85 for? Everything all right over here? What are you doing? Yeah. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What <laughs> so anyway, that was the first part. The second part is we go to the precinct. I got this splitting headache. I'm this big collar, you know, grand loss in the um, possession of a weapon. And I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So John printing the guy. And, and all of a sudden, this guy comes. And I won't say he's a hairbag, but he's like a, a, a knight in shining armor. Black hair slicked back, tying the side, rack going over back to the couch over there, right? And I'm like, holy, he goes, what do you, what do you got? What do you, what's going on? Shit can this, make this notification, do this, get the voucher. Ba, ba, ba. Before I knew it, I had everything all squared away. I go, holy shit, I was feeling good, you know, with this great collar I got. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I said, you know what? And I write at the end of the book, I go, Someday I'm going to be that cop. I'm going to be that cop that knows everything about the police department. Every question is that's asked, I'm going to be able to answer it. And that's what I'm going to be. And uh, I, I, I don't know everything, but I, I, I learned a lot. But that day, I swore I would be like this guy here. And, and that's who I became. Just that's a, that's a great story. And it, there is always somebody like that that, um, that knows everything. There's, yeah, sure. there's guys up when you get up to the squad. You know, you yeah. got to make the notification. You get, you get a gun, or you get a couple of rounds, and next thing you know, it's like, oh, you got somebody will tell you, somebody but they'll tell you once. Yep. They usually, they'll usually tell you once and help you once, and you either got to write that shit down or, right. or, or uh, remember it really mm -hmm. well because you, you're not going to be able to go to that guy again because yeah. then, then all of a sudden you become the annoying. Pest, yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember the bimbo box? 
That was the box. Oh, yeah, the box with all the notifications, his girlfriend's calling you. That's disappeared now because of cell phones. (laughs) You remember that? There's no more bimbo There's a box near the TS, some really raggy box, and all these messages in PL, Sergeant Cannon, (laughs) Mark to me. Hey, this chick calls, just annoying me, okay? Tell her to stop calling. And then as girls came on the job, there was a bozo box. (laughs) 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 You have to be equal opportunity, you know. And that's the first thing you did, though, when you came in. You went right to the TS, I'm getting messages in yeah, some message there for a long time. What is fucking? Didn't you? Hey, this message for you. It's been a month old already. <laughs> you know which one I like? Um, what was it? Oh, the, a lot of people don't. Civilians probably wouldn't know this, but when you say the break, break leather, break leather, that's when you draw your weapon. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, ah, you know, I didn't break leather. I, I rarely did that in my career. You know, there was there's people that took out their gun every night. They broke leather every night, two, three, four times a night. And then you had a, another cop never broke leather. Got bread in there and ham and cheese. Yeah, and I remember one time donuts. I went to the range and the guy hands his gun. Uh-oh. Turns out he knew him, but the guy hands his gun to um to the guy at the range structure to, to look it over. You know, and then he, what he did was he put in a couple of um, good and plenties. <laughs> Into the into the barrel. Oh my god! And he hands it to the guy, and then the the go, the the guy who was looking at the gun, inspecting the gun, he goes, "What the fuck is this?" He goes, "Ah oh, man, I told my kids when they're done playing with the gun, <laughs> <laughs> make, sure, make sure you take the candy." Out. <laughs> and the fucking guy looked at him like, "What?" And then the, the other guy had to tell him. He goes, "No, it's me. I told him to do that." <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I, I the same thing that you were talking about breaking leather. This old timer said we were fooling around, and he goes like this, you know, make him believe we're going to draw our guns. And he goes, you'll be dead before you clear leather, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's using that right there. You'll be dead before you clear leather, kid. You know, it's that, what do you call it? We're going story for story, but there used to be, um, you know, when when I came on, you had the revolvers. Yeah. You know, Uh, we didn't get the Glocks yet. And that was like, you know, you, you you click the gun to get it off the, the safety device inside that, that holster. And then it, I heard this story. I don't, I don't know who it was, but I've heard this story, okay? Wink. Um, the guy, he's, he's taking his gun out and he's spinning it once the way you would in the Wild West and putting it back in. And uh, these two guys happened to be making phone calls. And when they used to make phone calls, they used to go, we didn't have cell phones back then. Or, so you'd go to the phone company. You know, each command had like a phone company if you were lucky in it. And they had a bank of phones there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like Ma Bell had mm-hmm. one. And there wasn't that many different phone companies back then. But you yeah, go there yeah. and you call all, all the phone calls you had to make. So the one guy's making calls. The other guy's just breaking leather, spinning it around, putting it back. And then one of those times you hear, POW! <laughs> 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 like, we both, we both checked... <laughs> Check your body. <laughs> These guys checked each other and made sure they were okay. And then they, they looked for the <laughs> where the round went. It turned oh, out to hit the wall. Just like tape it up and leave. <laughs> and uh, thank God you, these guys used to go to the phone company at night. And, uh, you know, there was nobody working there. You know what I'm saying? Really, wow. not a lot of people. Because it, it might have, who knows where that freaking <laughs> round ended up. You guys ever hear the term? I'm sure you have. I'm just going to quiz you. House mouse? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what the definition we have? This is really well thought out. It's a derogatory term for an officer, male or female, who doesn't like the street and or is afraid of the street and ingratiates themselves with a boss either by performing unbelievable sexual acts <laughs> or as a whiz on the typewriter or the computer. Is that pretty accurate, that definition? Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> See, that covers it. <laughs> we got more. We got plenty more. Oh, you got... Scale whacking it up, took a collar, shit can, shoe fly. Off I like dartboard. Dartboard. Read it. Read it. Yeah. She's a dartboard, which means she's a promiscuous female. It's <laughs> a good one, a dartboard. How about mope? That used to be written on mope, central I, booking on the floor. Mope, I, I used to hear that. Yep. Def- There's a lot of the, lot of things, you know, for for perpetrators or or just like uh, you know, what owns a mope? Um. What are all the ones where you, you know? Skell, mope. Skell, mope. Skell, yeah, skell. Perpetrator. <laughs> Perp. Uh, Skell's a good got, one. Uh, 
Jammed up was a big one. Yeah. Very famous. Most people launched was a good one. Yeah. What does that yeah, mean? Launched, yeah. It's like you feel you see like you're putting a commanding officer on a on a pod and you go, poof, they yeah. launch him out because he's on get vacation launched. while right. a crown hunt. Uh, the uh, you got dumped. The uh, what park was that in Thompson the night? Square Park. The, the guy's on vacation. He gets launched. No, but didn't the chief at Thompson Square? Oh, he had to go to bathroom. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, right, right. Fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> he tried to get out. They were like, no, no, you weren't. He had a three-hour meal. I can never understand that. You're not there anywhere near that something goes wrong and you get you have to pay for that. Well, that just happened with a police shooting not too long ago. With a boy. What was it that happened that the boss was uh, like two years, three years ago? Oh, you're talking about PMD. He went home in Queens. Well, yeah, he was somewhere. He wasn't, oh, but captain, he never came yeah, back. Captain, he never came back. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Handle the shooting, and he goes, "Nah, I'm going home." <laughs> I think he was too far. <laughs> Can you imagine how far he was away, oh or God. how intoxicated he must have been mm-hmm. that it was better for him to stay home? Because what other reason can he have? Because yeah, okay, we get it. You, you, you know, took a personal in your house for two right. hours, but come back. We need you right now. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Uh, sweat pump. <laughs> that seems to be one of your favorites. I love, I love that. It's one. got a nice That's ring to it. 40s, I think, invented that one. Sweat, it's got a nice ring to it. What does it mean, sweat pump? It's a uh, a very shaky cop or boss, right? Or boss. All he calls a boss a shake box. <laughs> on the job. Yeah. That seems to be a universal term. Most people know that one now. On the job. Shit can was always popular yeah. too. PJs. Ah, we got the shit can this. Yeah. Shit can is like if you come on some nonsense arrest or no value, nobody wants it, we'll put it in the shit can. We'll make it disappear. Right. Right. Figure out, very popular. Figure out a way to... Right. Without shit. without getting in trouble. Figure out a way to shit can. We'll, uh, you know, 90 yell this, uh, unnecessary, give the final back uh, when when the central communication says, you have a final on that job? Uh, 90 yellow, you know, unnecessary. Unnecessary. Right? Okay, everything is good. Let's move on, <laughs> you know. Swinging out. That was always a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? You going to look in tonight? Nah, I'm swinging out. I'm going to go. <laughs> that means you're going out. You, you got your audios are coming out. You, you got plans. How about you know? the shoe fly? The shoe fly. That was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never, I mean, I picture like a, a, a fly going out with a police hat on, you know, that nobody sees him. Every time that's so stupid. Well, that was a thirsty captain that was looking to give <laughs> command disciplines. He yeah. was going out there, right? He was yeah, sneaking like, up on people. Yeah. Like you'd be sitting in the squad room or something like that and the phone ring. Shoe flies 20 minutes away and everybody, okay, straighten up, put your tie on, you know, get out, get out of the building. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. There's nothing better than when a so boss arrives, he walks into an empty, empty squad room. There's one guy sitting there. Well, <laughs> but they about, want you to know anyway. They well, want you, they, that's why they above, get you the heads up. Above the rank of captain comes in if you don't scream attention. Right. Yeah. And they, a lot of times they're like, oh, it's okay. So, but if you don't do it, they're like, what's going on here? Where is everybody? Yeah. I How bet, you know, it's funny, attention? like that kind of stuff might have been disappearing. But it's made a huge comeback now with the kids. You got to see them in the academy. They have to carry a flag around, a company flag. So I'm not really sure what the purpose of it is. I guess it's to unify them, to make them shoot, because they pass around who has to carry the flag. Is that right? Yeah. And, you know, you could break it down. You could break the flag down. You could, it's like two parts and kind of like carry it that way. But for the most part, they're walking around. One kid is walking around just carrying a flag all day. Wow. The American flag or the squad No, it's for flag. the company flag. The company flag, yeah. Yeah. I, it, it must create some type of camaraderie, a un- yeah, camaraderie union. Yeah. Uh, this is our company and we're proud to be in uh, it. Company, and I, So if they're doing that, I guarantee you they're standing up and in, in tension when, uh, when, when the big boss comes in. I remember I used to teach at the criminal investigation course, you know, and even a police officer, if he goes into a, classroom filled with cadets mm-hmm. or, you know, re- police recruits, they're supposed to spring to attention. So I walked into this class, you know, as a sergeant and they all spoke to, I laughed so hysterically. <laughs> uh-huh. I almost pissed in my pants. I just thought it was funny. You know, uh-huh. like, they're doing that for me? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, when I walked through the Addies, academy, Addies. Addies, Addies, all the recruits, Addies. they're all, Smoke the, them if you got them. Yeah. they're all, uh, you know, saluting you when they walk by. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, what's up? What's up? 
You, I so. didn't know you taught the CIC. I went to that yeah, class I, as a white shield, right? Because Matt Russell sent me. You like yeah. me. He was a great guy. And I, I mean, I learned so much there too. Yeah. I, it was it was a really good good course. I taught uh, identification procedures. Oh yeah, you know, line up show ups, how yeah. to get a perp ID. That I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that stuff was good. Man. It was very informative. That was good. You didn't do much interrogation, though, did you? No. I mean, when I was in narcotics, but I, again, I hate narcotics. I, I you know. I How just long were you in narcotics? Um, when I went to street crime, I was there for, I forget, a year or something. Then they telling me, you got to go to narcotics. Cause so I went to narcotics. I didn't want to go. I hated it. I called on Matt Arouse. He got me right back in there. Four years there. Then I go, oh, I'm not going to get the shield. Then I had to go to Brooklyn South for a year. and then, the squad? No. Brooklyn South Narcotics. I hated that. And this that's a different kind of... I mean, the guys are good, but it's just too money-oriented, you know? Everyone's and you can't do your own thing hours, anymore. Right? Yeah. You can't say, let's stop, let's go. It's always a team, team, team. Right, money, right. money, money. And then I went to Staten Island for the last five years. Same thing. I said, all right, enough. In narcotics? Yeah. Oh, so you never worked in a squad then? No. I, I didn't want to work in okay. a squad. I wanted to be out there, but... I had to get my shield. I had to come out with something. Right, right. You know, I would have spent the rest of my life in street crime, okay, if they gave the shield. Right. But it just wasn't that way. But I, I didn't like that whole... Yeah, it's important. What year did street crime wind up getting disbanded? Was it 2000, 2001? Yeah, I, think. I don't even know. I don't even know either. But wow. I think the shooting happened, uh, the yellow thing happened after I was gone, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, that was controversial because they put 400 guys in street crime. And that's well, that's another story. Down the, uh, that's another story. Yeah. Yeah, you, you shouldn't. It wasn't broke. Don't try to fix it with adding guys in. And I'm not saying they're good cops, but these guys have to know. They got to be out there. They got to know these neighborhoods a little bit. They got to know what to do in situations. I'm not saying anything was wrong, but you got. I think they. Were, I don't know if they were out by themselves that night, but I'm not going to get into it. At, what are you uh, talking about? Yeah, I'm gonna do the shooting. The shooting. The shooting. The four three. That's in the, in the, in the, in the wallet thing. Well, I mean, we talked about that earlier. I mentioned it too. Um, talking about hitting a neighborhood over, you know, for a certain amount of time, and now the guns are gone, and here comes a guy who's doo -doo -doo -doo, coming home from work at two o'clock in the morning, um, and he's, he's he obviously wasn't a perp; he was just somebody that was out looking, and they right. were, that's that's. But the whole thing got out of it. The whole thing of the street crime was okay. We're gonna grab these guys from the grab this guy from the seven seven. What a arrest, good arrest record. The one hundred three. This guy looks good. But now you're bringing just bringing in four hundred guys are volunteer. That's not what the unit was about. And I'm not saying they're not good cops or anything like that. But it changed the whole dynamic of it. Okay? Well, that's how it expanded. Or they, you know, every once in a while you get that uh, surge. They pick up a bunch of bodies. They did that with warrants. That that office I used to work in yeah. went from forty cops in there to hundred and forty. We look like uh, that episode of Twilight Zone. No, no, Star Trek, when there's too many people on the planet. And they're just walking around in a circle or with the cloaks on, yeah, yeah. just following each other around. That's exactly what we looked like. We had to wait in line to use the computer. Um, I wouldn't trade any of it for the world, but that's what they do sometimes. You get a certain boss in, carry well, like know, warrants, they build it up. politics, too, and who they send there. Yeah. Well, I used to do rip interviews. Huh. At one time... Some precinct CO sent this guy for a rip interview, which is a huge deal. Yeah, I went to two of them. Get it? You're going to get a shield in 18 yeah. months. This guy had no credentials whatsoever. Made no arrests. He didn't even know the sky was blue. You know, and I was like, who sent who you? Qualifies here? Who qualifies? Who is this? I actually yeah. asked him, who, who sent you here? Who is this? Who qualified to be here? His precinct CO sent him. Why? Just because uh, he probably had to send you know, somebody and he didn't want to lose his good guys. He didn't want to lose his good guys, exactly. Yeah, so they said send somebody yeah. to rip. Right. Uh, we need somebody. He sent an empty suit because he didn't yeah, want to lose, lose his good, his good guys. guys. But that's, that's a prick because you're doing something for your good guy. You're also holding somebody he's back. He's going to make detective. Right. But you're sending him. If, you, if he gets in, he's going to make detective. Yeah. You just sent a guy that shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't but, get this interview. You know? get, getting off that just for one second. Um, there was a story about, I was in streetcar for a little while and I loved it. I'm doing good. And the CEO, Tentu's me, he goes, uh, you know, I call him up. I said, uh, Tentu, is, yeah, Tentu, come to the base. So I thought I was in trouble. So I was Savage and uh, Captain Savage. So what's up, boss? He goes, uh, listen, uh, special frauds want you to go down to one police plaza. I go, I said, what the fuck is special frauds? <laughs> I didn't know what it was, yeah. right? So I said, what's up? Because they want to they interview you. Because, you know, I made a lot of those pickpocket calls mm -hmm. I was telling you about in the six. So they wanted to interview me to, for a job, for, you know, position there, position, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, 
okay, but I don't have any uh, business attire or anything. He goes, don't worry about it. Just take a call and go down there. I went down there, met the lieutenant. Great guy. Told me that uh, out of all these cops to see, you and three other guys from Trans to Decoy get called down here for an interview. I go, wow, that's pretty, pretty impressive, you know? So anyway, I'm sitting there talking to him. He was in the Marine Corps. I got the Marine Corps flag. I go, oh, this is good. <laughs> Did you go, oh? <laughs> <laughs> he starts talking to me about the unit, and uh, we, we turning out at your house and calling in and you know, going 57th Street and 14th Street, you know, because one of the reasons is because Special Frauds had 10 collars for the year, the year before. Wow. So I'm saying, oh, I made 10 collars last month. Right, right. right? And I, again, they pat yourself on the back. But I loved it. I go, oh, this is great, man. I'm going to get my shield. I'll be out there. I love it, you know? So I go down for a second interview. And he says, okay, we're still waiting to uh, make a decision. Someone out hooked you. Wait a minute. <laughs> so on it. And I go to a third interview. It's, um, sorry, Joe, man. Uh, Timony. Timony at the time. He goes, he doesn't want any white shields in the unit. I'm like... Oh, what in the holy hell does that have to do with me doing my job? The color of a shield. And that's what yeah. I, I title that story, the color of a shield. So I'm like, I can believe it. Just like that. Nah, we don't want you. Well, you know what it is, is because they had to give you a shield when you performed. Keep the shield. I'll stay there. Months. No, I know. That's I know. why they wouldn't do it because there's X amount of gold shields they have. And if we bring this guy in, we have to make another gold shield. You know? So, but don't call me down, man. Don't tell right, me about you made 10 arrests, okay? And I'm here to help you increase those numbers, okay? I'm going to tell you what some prick from a unit did, and I'm not going to tell you what unit. He sent two guys to the 2-3 RIP that were on the sergeant's list and imminently going to get promoted. So he took two promotion spots mm. away from his unit and sent two guys that were going to make sergeant in like right. six months I was so pissed, but it was also the detective bureau's fault because they didn't round robbing the guy and say, no, he's on the sergeant's list. Don't right, send right, him. right, right. You know? Yeah. But two guys from this unit that wanted to become detectives didn't because he sent two guys that were going to make sergeant. That's a prick. There's so much right? politics yeah. in this thing. You know, you say, why? Why? Why'd you do that? Don't. I was like so motivated. I, did, I, streak, I didn't want to like leave street crime. You could have went to the two, three rip right. and become a detective. Yeah, but it also could have been the cops. Maybe they worked as a team. Nobody wanted to go anywhere. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I want to, I, all right, we'll do this. Everyone wanted a spot and rip. Everyone. It was like huge back then. Yeah. Because it, they had just passed the 18-month rule. Guys used to be in rip for five or six years. Yeah. And not get 18 months, shield. get your shield. Nice. And then you yeah. go to second grade, hopefully. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, good. I like bag of shit. Yeah, bag of shit. Bag great. of shit's a great yeah. one. I yeah. use that one all the yeah. time. It's a bag of shit. Come on, say what a bag of shit. An this incident is. wherein what transpired and or the identity of the witnesses complainant cannot be determined. No one <laughs> can I be. It's really technical shit. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I had to explain. So. I had to explain that. Actually, my, my the person who the helped. bag of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good luck. Clusterfuck is a good one, yeah, too. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's a Marine Corps term, too. That's a, a five-car accident. <laughs> Nobody's got a license. There's no insurance. How about somebody's how about, dead? How about Skippy? You might not know this one, Mark. Well, no, Skippy was Skippy the old was, guy that yeah, used to work in the final in medical, right? Yeah. He was famous. Skippy. Nah. Well, he was there uh, when, he, when, when he got sworn in, too. That's right. He, he, was, a, pre, uh, he was a legend. <laughs> gun heavy. Gun yeah, heavy. You know what that is? Gun heavy? Guys yeah. always hanging on to their guns, yeah, leaning yeah. on the gun, ready for like a gunfight in the OK Corral. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I always doing? loved diesel and well, the hat diesel. swivel. I used to call it the hat swivel. That's where you put your hat when you're at a detail oh, on, right on your gun. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> trying to look cool out there all the yeah, time. You want, to, you want to show them you got hair? Yeah. It's your mating. You're, you're a peacock. You're showing them you got hair. <laughs> look at my hair. I still have hair left. I'm still young. Hmm. Uh, likely, I like that one. Likely. When likely. you tell people likely, they never know what that means. And Central's asking likely too. I want to say, how the fuck do I know? Yeah, okay. You know, I, I use that in a joke in my stand-up because uh, I would say, you know, obviously you say, is the person likely? Because if the guy's family's there, you don't want to say, is he dead? You know, is he going to mm -hmm. die? So EMS or someone they say, yeah, he's likely or he's not Yeah, likely. but they're asking the cops sometimes, say, is he likely? Right, right. Before because EMS shows up. Big boss. Uh, stand by, I'm going to do a probe here, okay? Uh, give me a minute. Well, I was in Harlem Hospital one time, and the guy was shot eight times, and I went up to the doctor and I said, hey, Doc, is he likely? He looks at me, he says, he has injuries that are incompatible with life. <laughs> I said, I love that. That's great. <laughs> great. I like that definition. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, 
Put it over. Put it over the air. Put it over the air. Yeah. Well, it used to be stupid to ever put over a pursuit because yeah, they're gonna call it, it off. It's terminated. So you could say street crime eight four two three. We're following a vehicle at speeds upwards of hundred miles an hour. We're not in pursuit, right? I tell you what, following a vehicle. The guys I was with in other squads, they couldn't care if if uh, they terminated the pursuit. No, no, they couldn't care who said termination. Yeah. Next words would be like. Uh, they shoot. <laughs> That's it. Nobody will ever say anything again after that. Well, I heard they, they were chasing these guys. Uh, Richie Brees, a really good cop from the 2-4. They were chasing these guys, and um, some captain terminated it, and Animone came over the air. Call one. Keep that pursuit going. Oh, Animone was in street crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He Very said, good. do not terminate that pursuit, you know. And so It's so funny. They sit to the air, and, like, you know, you got <laughs> one boss out. Yeah, yeah, I'll rank I'll boss it. I'll rank in the con, other guy. Con, yeah, what's that word? Uh, uh, condoms? Not condoms. Um, <laughs> countermands. Countermands. countermands you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's a marine, condom. I, I that's don't know a what that came from. word, I think. <laughs> so what, are, what are you doing with yourself now? Come on, tell us. Um, I w- after I retired, I was working with the bomb dogs for ten years. How'd you get involved in that? Well, a lot of the guys who were uh, retired from the job uh, and guys in the bomb squad. Um, they well, started the working. Bomb squad was out of the sixth too. Right? Yeah, yeah, bomb squad was out of yeah. sixth. And they just started working for the, um, you know, with the dogs, with the bomb dogs, retired detectives and cops. And then Where did they, you go for training? Yeah, the, the training. When he so retired? You, you take the dog home with you too then, right? Yeah. yeah. I actually moved to Arizona in 2004 before I worked with the dogs. And then I, uh, I went to Iraq for a couple of months. And then, vacation? No. Vacation in Iraq. I love the beaches there. Were you at the L? Calibers that fly. Took three days to get there. There was an awful lot of guys in Iraq. You guys must have ran into each other. I wasn't there too long. I got sick, really sick, and I. You went there as a soldier of fortune. Yeah, to to train the Iraqi police. You went to go get Osama. Yeah, all right. You were going to teach him hot lunch? He was in Afghanistan. I was a little far from there. He had a hot lunch on him. (laughs) Then I worked, uh, then I... What would you get sick of? I I don't really know, but my whole um, uh, body was like, I I just shut down. And I was never like that. Whatever it was. Microembolism. I I felt, I said, listen, I can't function. Microembolism? (laughs) I can't function like this, man. Microorganism. Anyway, I came back. You got sick. Yeah. So I didn't care about the money happen, or anything. It happens sometimes to water or something you consume know. over there. Did, did he give you an Iraqi three quarters or what? They <laughs> <laughs> said, hey, my friend, take this three quarters yeah, and get back on the plane. So they sent you home? Motherfucker. I went long, home. No, I went now, home. How long were you sick there before you realized, fuck it, I got to get better? Straight. About a month straight. I couldn't even get out of this cotton rack and under this tent that we're in. And, and on top of that, we're right near the friggin' Iraqi airport. C-130s are coming. I swear to God, they almost hit the top of the tent, coming oh, right just... over in, in a flight path. But uh, my son is there now, actually, in, a, in Kabul. So he's doing that work. But uh, How old is your son? He's uh, going to be 36. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you look good. You started out early in the baby business. I was uh, 27. 27. I, I, he was, I was in the academy. In October, I was graduating in December of 83. He was born. Bel Castro, get out. And I was assistant company sergeant, too. <laughs> I was funny, man. Because you had that Marine Corps I, background. I'll tell you what. I, all my guys were so... We all joked around. I got. I had a march in, you know. You all, him, all over the place, right? Did you teach him that song? I don't know, but I've been told <laughs> no. that your woman ain't got no soul. You know, one, two, three, four. One, two, it's more like three, four. The, es- <laughs> the Eskimo one, but I can't say Eskimo that one. Eskimo pussies yeah. mighty cold. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was more like it. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, I had a good time there too. I was like totally motivated, man. And when I got to, well, I don't know, but it's been said. Something is is better. Mighty cold. (laughs) Well, no, first one was uh, Eskimo pussies mighty cold, and then the second one was I don't know, but it's been said so and so gives better head. (laughs) I forgot what the so and so was. I don't know. I don't remember. It might have been. But I got to make a trip back down. Stereotypical street slang word, (laughs) and I forget. Fortunately. That's how much I, I've getting those words out of my head and conform. They come back to you every now and then. You know, it's funny. You just went to the um, street crime reunion, right? Yes. And it's amazing. You could see people that you haven't make seen. Make a collar on the way there? <laughs> no, on the way home. Did you guys make collars? on the way there. Did you guys go Mahaska. out just for one ride along? Mahaska. 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 But I'm just saying, you could see people that you haven't seen in 30 years, and it's immediate. Oh, yeah. connection. Yes. It's immediately it's unbelievable. There. It's unbelievable, and, and I ran right? into Garrett. He was one of the cops with the with the... 
the truck confiscation with the 800 guns. And, I, and he goes, yeah, you remember that? We got 800. I go, oh, yeah, shit, you gotta <laughs> yeah, Of course I, he's going to talk like, about I it. I remember, we got the most yeah, confiscation of the NYPD history. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shut, shut the, the fuck up. up. <laughs> what have you done uh, since? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you well, doing now? I mean, realistically, you don't have to make another. If, you need, if, if they want four a month, <laughs> you don't have to make another gun collar for... I'm horrible at math. Uh, ten more years, at least, right? You know, Mark, Thirty-two, isn't it? Just it? remind me of the fa- my favorite, favorite, favorite police department expression: "A thousand attaboys don't equal one ah shit." <laughs> I love that expression, man. Which means you know you could do a million good things. You step uh-huh. on your dick once. That's and it. Ah yeah. yeah. oh, shit. Oh well, shit. How's that go? You can build the bridge in million, million bridges. <laughs> so, Nobody ever calls you a bridge builder. <laughs> You suck one cock. That's it. Your cock sucker. <laughs> oh my god. That that's a village. This yeah, is yeah. going to be an X-rated show here. We're gonna. Have How to, do we get down this road? The warning. You know, be you know. Uh, that's the beauty of of the job in itself. It's just that, you know, you're everybody's a brother and sister in blue. But within every command, somehow you look around during that roll call when you're new there, and you could. You can almost tell the guys you're going to fit in with, and you're usually right. And you kind of sort of gravitate after roll call. You're scratching. You're doing an update in your book. Shooting the shit with these particular guys, and the next thing you know, you got like you said, you can't wait to get to work because your friends are there. I couldn't wait. And to. you're gonna go out and you're gonna do some crazy shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you get you get results, and you feel good, and you know it's it's a good feeling. It, this is why I'm here. You guys do what you want to do, and I write in the book. I don't want anything to do with you if you're not gonna be out there trying to look for a collar or work with me. I. I no offense, I'm not going to work with you because I'm going to need you and you're not going to be there. So you shouldn't be here. But guys are totally motivated, work together. They're just like me. Okay, with like a squad, man. We're going to go out there. We're going to get undercover. We're going to get uh, pickpockets or robberies. Or we're going to keep our eyes open. Our head's going to be spinning around. We're going to get something. We're not going back until we get something. You know? It's like and Apocalypse Now. They said, don't go into the jungle <laughs> unless you're going to go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it was with me, man. I loved it. And and, and less and, and good. We, we still- have to have come up with our final remarks. We'll start with Mark. Well, I mean, the career is remarkable. And um, it's just, uh, if I had to ask you a question, how did you get into the writing? Were you writing when you were on the job? No. No, my son, actually. He goes, Dad. He got sick of the stories. No, no, no. He says, Dad, you got to go on YouTube and tell these stories and this and that. I "I don't know. You know, I started to be afraid. What if I say the wrong thing? So I'm going, he did this. Let's go. Let's go to criminal court. Check this out. (laughs) You know? And then I I just started remembering things. I I have a terrible terrible memory. But with this, I remember a, wow, everything. And mm-hmm. I barely made it out of high school. I the, couldn't write for shit. If it wasn't great, for my uh, stories. ex-girlfriend, who's yeah. a great writer, she helped me out a lot. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't. This book wouldn't be here. Well, but we're going to see if we can get some more sales for this book and uh, <laughs> get you pumped up out there. When did I start looking like a cop? That's it. By Joseph Belcastro. I want to keep right that here. open-ended, you know? You no, make your no, own decision. No, Joe, you, if, if we uh, ask you to, you'd be willing to come back and do another oh, yes. show? Uh, Just for our thousands of listeners out there, this is episode 12 and 13. And um, if you have an opinion on the show, we'd like to hear it. If you love Mark, Bill would like to. No, Bill would like to hear it. Mark only wants to hear it. I don't care. No, I don't care about your opinion. If you want to tell me how good my hair came out, you know how I I figure out the opinions? By how many listens we have. Okay. You know what I'm saying? How many watches that we have. That's that's what keeps them coming. Um, That's what's important to me. Okay. I think so many people are sitting there, these trolls, and they're sitting there. They're not going to control me. I don't look at it. You can say whatever you want at me. I don't look at it. Oh, yeah, by the way, Andrew, before we get off, um, can you take that comment off that, that somebody said about me? Last week? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't look at it. I don't check I it ever. Leo's hair. <laughs> Why is Listen, he always talking about live, himself? You okay? know what's fucked up? Me, we, me, me. we live in such a horrible time. Like, with these media people, what they'll do is they'll see a story and 99.9% of the people... Um, agree on this one particular thing but they got to find the one tweet negative, yeah. the one tweet that was negative because otherwise there's no story there right, right. you know we can't we can't it's not leaning our way so they grab that one tweet and they uh people are offended one person yeah, wrote something yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the whole thing outrage yeah. the whole country everything right. that happens so and so is slammed right. slammed there was one comment out of 300 right you know anyway this was this was a fun episode. It's it's I funny feel how like we could talk forever. Different, yeah, We're not me too. Even drinking. We're drinking. I know. 
We got to do one of these. Drinking, these drinking I think what we want to do is uh, maybe do like a, a show where we have everybody back. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. I my wife, oh, we're and we'll record the house it. Down. No, no, no. <laughs> a party, you know? We'll have it. We'll have it somewhere. Yeah. Remember I was talking Actually, about. Actually, Lucy's, we could have it. Yeah. We could have it at Lucy's. We'll yeah. get up, we'll tell some jokes. And then uh, maybe we'll we'll, do a people will be able podcast. to people will be able to sell books. People will be able to question and answer. Yeah, you know, Andrew could uh, read some Andrew of his poems. Is available whenever you need him. If Andrew he starts reading his poems, his closet and goes upside down. We got to get it. For Once he reads two poems, he's going to get Colin. Oh. Somebody's going to be like, Colin, this guy in suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the cuffs? This guy's something. He's definitely. <laughs> I got them in a call right now. <laughs> he's definitely got some bodies he's somewhere. Somebody, his hot lunch. Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning something new. Wouldn't it be great yeah. if the, the great, the, the most profound serial killer ever was uh, the engineer of a police off the cuff podcast <laughs> and was around cops every single week? Great, great detectives, the best NYPD ever offered. Wow. And then the next thing you know, we never caught him. We never caught on. You know, I was just saying, you know, we've had so many superstars on this show. We have to bring in like a broom or a captain's clerical. That's why I'm here. Bucket, you know, that's why I'm operator. here, Bill. Yeah. Did you forget why I'm here? I'm representing that's the empty true. suits. No. The brooms do nothings. <laughs> anyway, man, this was a great, great week. Thanks a lot for coming through, Joe. Thanks for inviting me. Man. I had a, I had I a blast. Had a Billy, what Thank a great you, guy. Thank you, this was something Appreciate special it. today. Um, don't forget to go out there and get the book. Where can we find the book? It's, it's on Amazon.com. It's on Amazon. Yep. When did I start looking like a cop? And uh, you, were, you were great, man. Thank you. Awesome. All the best to you. Italian, too. There'll be a link below the YouTube and on the... Oh, excellent. The show notes. What'd you say? There'll be a link? A link to buy oh, for the book. book. Okay, yeah. If you want to get the book, we'll, we'll include a link uh, below the, the, on the, YouTube com the YouTube bio there. All right. Thanks a lot. Peace Thank out. Thank you. <laughs>